Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Kevin Thompson, founder and CEO of 980s Capital Group and host of the 980s Podcast. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your patience with us. We appreciate you guys subscribing to the channel. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for all the things that you've done for us in regards to our book sales. We appreciate that. Go to the book, MLB to CFP. Go ahead and grab that. Hey, also, if you want to listen to our past episodes, go to iTunes and SoundCloud and type in 980s Capital Group. You can also go to our website, www.980scapitalgroup.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you want to book an appointment, go ahead and do that as well. We will be there for you. But today we are here. This is Financial Literacy Month, and we are here to talk to you a little bit about some financial literacy, which is why, which is why we want to talk about the word average. People think they're, people think they're getting this word average uh, the 7%. This is what I'm going to get 7%, 8%. They think they're getting that in the stock market. And we're here to tell you, you're not average. So let's get started. So let's talk about this word average right now. On the back of our birth certificates, once we are born, it's our inalienable right to basically get seven, eight, nine percent on average in the stock market. That's what it says on the back of our birth certificates. It's a joke, and everybody, so please just understand that. So, the word average on in itself means that let's just say hypothetically the index gives you an average rate of return of 7% because a lot of people out there, a lot of pundits you hear saying, yeah, you're going to get 7% in the stock market. If you just buy and hold an index ETF, ho hum, not true. But the reality is let's just say hypothetically it's 7%. Well, that basically means that 50% of the returns, if I'm a, if I'm looking at it from a math perspective, 50% of the returns lie above that average and 50% of the returns lie below that average so basically that means that a majority of the returns that you're going to be receiving are either higher or lower than the average okay so if i have if i have a seven percent annualized rate of return over a five-year period that means that on average i'm probably going to be somewhere below that seven percent or somewhere a little bit maybe above that seven percent but let me also tell you the reason why that seven percent number really doesn't exist the reality is that that 7% number, when they say on average an index returns 7%, you're not getting index returns. I'm gonna let that sink in for a little bit. You're not getting index returns and do you know why? Answer that question. Well, let Kevin tell you why. The reason you're not getting index returns is not because I'm not your financial professional. I'm just kidding with that. But it's because you're not getting index returns because the index doesn't have your responsibilities. The index doesn't have your responsibilities in regards to fees. The index doesn't pay, pay expenses, guys. The index doesn't pay expenses. Regardless, you have a one, two, three, four, five uh, percent uh, or five basis point expense ratio. It doesn't pay expenses. The index doesn't pay taxes. So, why are we benchmarking ourselves against something that we're roughly never going to get? If you're in an index portfolio and you think you're getting index returns, you're not. You're getting close to index returns, but you're not getting index returns. 
So understanding the word average and indexing and all that stuff is very, very imperative because A, index doesn't pay fees, index doesn't pay taxes, index doesn't have trading costs. So it's, under, it's, it's very, very important to understand that the, that the average return that you're talking about is usually there's some people up here above that word average and people down here that are below that word average. And I think that it's, 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 it's um, very important uh, uh, for us as financial professionals to help you guys understand that the word average is a misnomer. It's misunderstood in the industry. When someone tells you you're going to get an average rate of return, I would say, man, I don't, it's not about the, the word average. It's not about average because I know I'm not going to get that. What kind of return should I expect based on my assets? That's what I'm looking for. So part two, part one, we talked about the word average. Part two, we're going to talk to you a little bit about sequence of returns. Why the word average is a myth. So if I told you guys today, the word average is a myth, you'd be like, Kevin, what do you mean? It doesn't exist. No, I'm just saying it's a myth because sequence of returns matter. So let's just say hypothetically, we have five different investors, five different investors that all get an average of 7% return. And let's just say they gave, they gave us $10,000 to invest year one. So we have five, four, I'm sorry, four different investors investing for five years and they all give us $10,000 and they all got the same average rate of return. So if everybody's getting the same average rate of return, we should expect that everybody's, everybody's asset level should be the same, right? And the answer is no, because here's the difference. If I got 7% year after year, after year, after year, after year, I would have $14,025 on that $10,000 on a compounded 7%. It's pretty good. Now, if I'm client B, I got 7% the first year, but I got negative 10, negative 10, 20 and 28. I had that same annualized average rate of return of 7%. But I only have 13,312. So you see, I have the same 7%. I've experienced the same average rate of return, but I have lower assets because my sequence of returns was, was dramatically different. Let's take, it a, let's take it a step further. This client here started out negative, negative 13, negative two, but ended up positive really nicely. 7% average rate of return had 13,522. And finally, we had a client that started out really, really nicely, but had a couple of bad years in there and ended up, and ended up just, just average, a little bit below the average, 12,744. Dramatically different than the 14,025. <clears throat> so what is this telling you? This is telling you that if you start off very quickly and have bad years in between or later, it hurts a lot worse than having bad years early and, and finishing well. Because when you have good years early, you're getting a larger negative on a lot, you're, you're getting the same, get a, get, you're getting a negative return on a larger asset. <laughs> so you're getting a negative return on a larger asset and it hurts very substantially.
So the sequence of returns risk that we're talking about is very, very important to understand because every investor's experience is different. Every investor's experience is different. That's why I say the word average is a myth because every one of these guys or gals got a 7% average rate of return, but they have different asset levels. So that's sequence of return. So when we talked about average, what that actually means Two, we talked about sequence of returns and three, we're going to talk about behavior timing. Everyone's experience is different. I may experience the market a little bit differently than you. I may go into the market and, and, and I'm able to take that 15 to 20, maybe in a 50% decline in asset value. Others may not. That's why we believe it's, per, it's important to be diversified across all different asset classes because it allows you to do a lot of different things because every single asset class, we don't know which one's going to be the winner any given year. It could be large cap. It could be value. It could be, it could be uh, growth. We don't know. So it's important to have a piece of all of those different asset classes because now we know that at least in our portfolio, one of those are going to be doing very, very well. One of those may not be doing as well, but that streamlines or that, 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 that kind of mitigates our volatility in our portfolio that allows our portfolio to have a smoother glide path to retirement. So behavior, diversification, if we're diversified, that 40, 50, 60% decline in the stock market in, in an index, we don't necessarily feel that 50, 60, 70%. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of it if we're 100% invested in equities. But when, but when we're diversified across all different asset classes, we have things that are doing well, things that are doing poorly. We mitigate a lot of that downside risk. So it's important to understand that. So behavior, being able to handle certain volatilities in the market and not getting out of markets and have a, having a systematic approach to investing, being coachable, having the ability to be coached and, and led to understand that systematic investing works. Forget about the FOMO stocks. Forget about all the stuff that you're hearing out there. It's about systematic investing over a long period of time. That's how you make money. Controlling your behavior, having a plan, getting with a professional like ourselves, getting an understanding of what this all actually means. Because if you try to do this and you try to time investments, the story shows the average investor. And yes, I'm using the word average again because the average investor has done about 2.3% since 20, since 1997, between 1997 and 2016. That means that 50% have gone over 2.3%, uh, but 50% have been below that as well. So it's important to understand that there is some validity in, in getting with a professional. But it's also some validity in understanding yourself and understanding that markets and average doesn't exist. Average in the markets doesn't exist. Not for you, not for me, not for anyone. It's a baseline benchmark. And I don't know, understand why we continue to use the word average return when no one receives the average return. So today we talked about behavior, we talked about the word average, and we talked about sequence of returns for your financial literacy topic of the week.
Thank you guys for joining the Nine Innings Podcast. We appreciate your time. Thank you guys for your support. Again, don't forget to buy the book, MLB to CFP. Go to my website, nineinningscapitalgroup.com. Go to iTunes and SoundCloud and subscribe to the um, podcast stations there as well. We have a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, we have a lot of things, a lot of content coming your way. We appreciate all the love and support. Uh, the more subscribers we, we get, the better. So pre, please, 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 we appreciate that. Hey, send us questions at 9innings at 9icapgroup.com. If there's a specific topic you want us to discuss, we would love to discuss that and uh, share some insight on that. So again, thank you guys for your support and stay safe.